this this voice is it, it's, it comes straight to you from MT Germs. <laughs> you want to know what that is? <laughs> MT Bacteria. <laughs> Listen, straight from the source. <laughs> Um, I invited I, this bitch over and she said, yes, I'm coming and I'm bringing my germs with yeah, me. Yeah, I said, it's Thanksgiving week. <laughs> Let me do something in the spirit of... Giving. Yeah, a little, a little <laughs> colonization for you. <laughs> I showed up and got everyone fucking sick and now I'm leaving feeling Measles great. Measles and mumps. <laughs> Here's some blankets for you. Are you fine? Oh, oh Lord. Um, uh, if you can't hear, we're in the same space right now. Wait, hold on. Let me Let me get my little... Oh. Geriatric chair. I don't know if you can pick up the sound as it's fighting against the mattress. Ooh, there we go. Oh yeah, I'm visiting Michelle right now. Never been here. No, uh, it's a new day. I I don't know where we are. I don't know where we are either. Uh, somewhere warmer. Never than been Michigan. here locationally, or never been here spiritually. <laughs> <laughs> never been here emotionally or physically. <laughs> Definitely not spiritually. I've, I've arrived in a new way as a new person <laughs> in a new place. But in this new place, there's uh, Michelle's got some chairs that um, are electronic, and you push these little buttons, and it brings your feet up, and it yeah, brings like, your head up. It looks like watching a movie without the movie. It's incredible. Yeah. People pay a lot of money for this. $48 a ticket to see a day of movie <laughs> so you can lift your legs up. <laughs> I don't know what world we're living in right now. It's one where I don't go to movies. I literally walked out. I was like, how much for a movie ticket? Mm-mm. This is like triple what I used to pay. When's the last time I went to movie, movie theater? Oh. In 2020, <laughs> saw Bad Boys 2. Yeah. And you know, oh. that was just after like the incident. Yeah. And uh, it just seemed like everything I was watching, people were just falling from buildings. I was like, what the, how is it that I'm picking these movies? <clears throat> and, Maybe but, people were always falling from buildings, but you just, I you think, just I hadn't think that's noticed. what it is. It's like you bring in what you're experiencing, which, you know. Death. This is... <laughs> I'm telling you, death, the ego die, everything dies. You know what's so funny? It's just a great transition because then it's like, what are you bringing into? <gasps> what are you experiencing? Everything that you're experiencing is what you're calling in. It's like what you're summoning in. So that's how I've been looking at everything lately. It's like, how, how, how am I experiencing this th- thing? Do I need to experience it in this way? Um, what can I control? And what, what, what is it that I'm trying to control? I don't know how I got here, but um, the last movie I saw was Bad Boys 2. So. <laughs> Here's a little bit of wisdom <laughs> and an update. No, but I think that's a really good, that's just a really great perspective. Or at least it, it's a perspective that's not fighting everything that's happening all of the time. Just I mean, kind I, of going with it. I feel like that's it. the Leo and Scorpio way to fight everything that's happening. We do. Like instinctively. But there's f- so much water in me that it's like I try to hold and it's like I'm being pulled constantly. Just the fight. I do. I, f- I feel like most of the people that I know are fighting, right? <laughs> yeah. There's like, <laughs> there's some sort of battle that they're experiencing. I had a friend, a bit, one of my closest friends, <clears throat> she was telling me about a situation where she, um, she basically, oh yeah, so basically before I get into this story, while on you're telling ca- the story, I'm going to take some Tylenol. Okay. On occasion, either I will cough or Megan will cough or <clears throat> I'll clear my throat, which is something that I'm not supposed to do, but I'll do it anyway. Um, 
But I have this friend who is very close to me, and she was telling me a story about something that she participated in. So basically, she offered up help to someone who needed help. But in telling the story, she was complaining about the person not not reciprocating or not paying her back or not, you know, not um, paying respect to what she did. I did this and, and, and then followed it up with, this person is notorious for doing this. And I was like, sounds like you had a spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) So after her complaining about it, one of the things she said was, it's like, they're just performing. Everything, everything is performance. They're not. They're full of it, and everything is performance. And I, and I said I hadn't said anything this whole time, and then I said, "Well, they had an audience." <laughs> so Michelle does it well, real, <laughs> real quiet. If Michelle's real quiet while you're telling something, you're saying something, you're sharing a story. <laughs> just know that whatever you're about to get is a one-liner that's going to stay with you for the rest of your life. Because I'm looking at it from a very clear and concise perspective of you want this thing to be what it is. I I get that. You feel this is what it is. And I'm saying to you, no, 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 no. That's inaccurate because all the signs were there. You Mm. even spoke on the signs. Yeah, you presented it as such. So someone like that is winning to me because they're just doing whatever (laughs) they want. (laughs) We've, so we've watched a lot of things <laughs> since I've been here. <laughs> Yesterday we watched all of Couples Therapy season three. Uh-huh. In one sitting. In one sitting because in our chairs. Yes. It was a delightful time. Yes. Uh, mostly us just looking at our phones and occasionally yelling at the screen. <laughs> it was just Michelle saying over and over, then leave. <laughs> Break up. I'm tired of this too. Just go. <laughs> You'd be the best couples therapist. <laughs> It'd be a short practice. <coughs> we watched <clears throat> The Tinder Swindler. Oh, my goodness. I had never seen it. <laughs> I remember when this came out, and I'm watching everyone online, you know, watch it. I've talked to a few people, it. and I'm watching people online, and, you know, they're obviously like, I can't believe this guy would do this, and, like, how, you know, as well as, you know, dragging some of the women for, for the things that were happening. And Michelle was so, and I knew I knew this was going to be your perspective as soon as I sh- showed you because I was like, there's, Michelle is going to love that this guy is getting away with all I this. I loved it <laughs> so much, man. Work. You better live your best life. <laughs> if these fools want to give you their credit card information, take, take it. it. <laughs> take it. You know what I'm saying? If they want to email you a picture of their passport and let you create false documents. <laughs> Rack up that load. <laughs> you know what my favorite part was? My favorite part. <laughs> Gleeful. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Yeah. And I think I busted out laughing was when the woman said, oh, God. when she finally found out, and she said, uh, she said to her, she said to the camera, you know, that woman that had his, that was the mother of his child. Mm-hmm. She knew the whole time. Why didn't she warn me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bitch, because you're sponsoring this private jet flight right now. <laughs> Why would I tell you? 
You are in a very sad place. Babe, we're eating caviar right now. If you need a stranger to warn you about a situation that you've placed yourself in that you don't even have the scruples to understand what's going on. You didn't need anyone's ex to tell you what was about to happen. It was the first hour you'd met someone. Right. You decided to pack a bag and get on a flight with them and, and their family. Right. And you also... That's how scams work, (laughs) boo-boo. The quick, the quick part of this. Also, on top of that, what we've learned from this is that you have misunderstood the plot of Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. She, when she she said, you know, I just love Beauty and the Beast when, you know, the, the prince comes to rescue. I always like the prince coming to rescue. What Beauty and the Beast are you watching? Uh, let me just tell you something. What I do know is that you're not reading any books because <laughs> the comprehension is right. Off. I was, it's I'm. What movie is she watching? Right. So if you don't even know the proper plot to Beauty and the Beast, right, that mm-hmm. means your reality of what you're taking in is warped. Because Beauty and the Beast is not about a prince saving some woman, and that is not at all what the premises of that movie is about. It's not just... She described Belle as a small-town girl looking for love. Right. Incorrect. (laughs) Incorrect. I haven't watched Uh -uh. the movie since I was a baby. Uh Uh-uh. Guess again. She's not... She doesn't show up to the... First of all, what did you say you were like... No, she just likes books. This right. is not. She's not looking for any kind of love right I, now. Listen, the opening number is her. <laughs> Don't ba- want it. It's <laughs> basically saying, "I just want to read books, yeah, and I want to live my life quietly." Yeah, no dick and for Gas- me. And Gaston comes in within five minutes, and he's like, "Hey," and she's like, "No, not today." <laughs> And this woman got, she was looking for love. Yeah. Where? Yeah. Oh, she showed up to the castle looking for love. Bitch, she Where traded at? herself for her father's life. <laughs> what are you talking about? She was a prisoner. <laughs> like you, honey. Yeah. Oh, only she made this choice for, for the good of man. Yeah. You made this choice for what? Horniness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. you wanted a boyfriend. Because you wanted, you wanted the the fantasy of, let me tell you, don't show me things like that. <laughs> don't ever show me things like that. Because, you know, when they started telling the story and they, and they revealed, when they revealed uh, the story um, and did a news, like a, a news report on it, and people were leaving comments. And she was like, it was so harsh. And people, were, I loved those comments. <laughs> people were like, serves you right. That, that's what you get. It's like, how could you blame the victim? How, where is she a victim? Where? Dude. Where is she? Listen, let me tell you something. If there is a house and it's all rickety and there are bats flying everywhere and there's dark clouds over the house and lightning is going off and, you know, there's hanging bodies, you're going to walk in the house? Are you going to walk in the house? You're not going to walk in the house. But if you walk in the house, houseway, houseway, are you a victim? You chose to walk in the house. All the signs are there saying, don't walk in the house. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish there was a sign there that says, don't, tr- don't trust, no trespassing. Are you serious right now? You really telling me? There's no survival instinct first in you. Of all, first of all, you really tell me, Megan, if that woman was like, this is a scam. If that woman got on the plane with that little girl and was like, this is a scam, I wouldn't believe it, whatever. Oh, she's you not really think that, that she would believe it? No, she's going to try to fix him or save him. You know what she's gonna you know what she's gonna say? 
<clears throat> she's jealous. She's going to say she's jealous. Mm-hmm. She's going to say she's hurt. And he's going to add on to that. Mm-hmm. So you can't save yourself. And if you can't save yourself, this is a saying, if you can't save yourself, nobody else can save you, honey. In hindsight, you can look back retrospectively and say, hey, uh, why didn't she warn me? But is that really retro? That's not an introspection because you're not looking at yourself. You're just looking at what happened and you're saying, how come she didn't come to my rescue? How come these credit card companies didn't tell me that when I took out to the maximum loan and put someone else under the name of it? Right. That I might. Where does it end? Who, you, but who you told, open, why didn't the banks tell me that when I took out these $200,000 worth of loans with um, doctored paperwork that I signed and cleared, listen, why didn't they tell me that this could end badly? If you are loaning someone money, oh. the, kiss it goodbye. Just understand that that's it, okay? It's not coming back, and if it comes back, it's a gift. But if you, if you let loan someone money, Okay, and then they come back and they say, I don't understand how this mindset works. They say, oh, I need more money and you don't have it. And you decide, well, I'm going to take out a loan. Well, if you can take out a loan, can't they take out a loan? Why can't they take out a loan? It's their problem. Well, they can't take out a loan because again, what does that have to do with you? Why would you put yourself in a position? I tell you why. Because people are so desperate to be in a relationship. Yeah, anything. That's that's all it was. All I saw was was two women desperate to be, or however and many women desperate to be in a relationship. She needed him to live up to what was in her mind, and so anything she could do to just get back to the part where she's being loved. Right, because because she's living in a in a warped reality. She as as long as as she provides in this way, she can tell herself that the, the, the reality of what she's seeing is exactly what she's seeing. Mm-hmm. And it, that's, that is what she's saying. It doesn't ma- matter what's actually happening. Her reality is he's this great person. So she's living in his reality. She's not living in her reality. Mm-hmm. The reality, uh, which is you're going to the bank to take out loans more than once. Mm-hmm. You want this. You earned this. Yeah. You're clearing you, these let me credit tell you card something, charges. Honey, she earned that debt, and I was here for it. There were nine different lenders. I'm, I don't even know nine different lenders. Listen, I barely have $900, so I don't even know. <laughs> I There's a reason why a Tinder swindler couldn't get me, because he would need a loan, and I would say, oh, no. I, I don't I, make that kind of money. I I'm not doing paperwork for love. I don't I think that when you if you can manipulate that way you are well aware you are well aware of yourself to the degree that you can see when other people aren't aware of themselves and so you take advantage of that that's what happened you can't be mad at someone's hustle that's his hustle and then he never went to jail which was my favorite part <laughs> cuz his name wasn't on anything <coughs> Yeah. He could teach a course. Yeah, and I think he is now. I think he's selling like a business marketing plan. Make money off the people that want to give you the money. Yeah. I don't, when someone wants to give me money, I don't say no. I can't think of a time where I ever ever said to someone, no, no, I don't. Somebody offered you $25,000. 
Oh, I'm taking twenty five thousand because they want to help you. Yeah, and you know them. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, please, I really want to help. Okay, I mean, I I'm not comfortable with this, but I'm I'm not gonna tell you no because I do I definitely definitely want the thing, but <laughs> you're like. I can see how this is going to end now. Right, right. I'm taking this prepared for the ending because of however you're going to the only reason pull I, back on this or right. use this or The only see reason this. why I wouldn't take something like that if I was going to say no is because I could see that this person is only offering it to cling to me and mm, use that as a, yeah. you know what I'm saying? As a connector. Something to hold over my head, which th- that very much well can happen. And you can try, but it doesn't... That, I see. What is that? You got open over there. What is that? A bunch of questions? It might be. Wait, what did you do? <laughs> oh, my God, Megan. I went on Instagram. Oh, my God. And I told people, what do you want to hear our thoughts on? Oh, my. You little sneak. I didn't even. I, you know, I haven't even signed <laughs> into that thing. And I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> I don't even know. You little sneak. <laughs> I am a little sneak. Um, when did you do that? I did it like an hour or so ago. You little sneak. I'm tricky. I went to the email. No one's really sent us any emails, which makes sense because, you know, we haven't podcast in a year um, about about that. And so going back into the emails, the funniest thing to me right now is how many, you know, you get those kind of spam emails that are like, I think you miss, you know, there's an opportunity for you to work on this, whatever. We've gotten a bunch of emails from people saying, dear, no lie, as if no lie is one name. Really? Dear No Lie, I think you missed my first email because of your busy schedule. Looking forward to doing business with your company, developing a quality mobile app. Oh, Can yeah, we discuss that's... this on Zoom? No, we can't. Oh, bless them. Are you looking for a professional website? Hey, No Lie, I know you're probably very busy, but I just wanted to make sure you got my email. No one's looking. We should respond to these emails with some advice for them. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um... Anyway, I went on Instagram, and I asked people uh, what they want to hear about. What are some topics? And I got a few, if you want to go through them. Okay. Let me just take our time. Okay. You, you, well, you posted this three hours ago. Oh, yeah, I guess it was three hours ago. Oh, my God, it's 222 right now. Oh, oh. my goodness. Yeah. I just want you to know that I got, I, got my, I got our donuts. I got there at 11.11, and then... These were divine donuts. They were. And then when I found when I saw that I got lost and I got back on track again, it was eleven thirty three, and I was like, "Look at that! Look at the Lord!" And then I saw a rainbow in a very obscure place. I was following that well, shortly. Today's a blessed day then. It's I've been Sunday. seeing I've been seeing the the two two twos and the five five fives and the twelve twenty twos all over the place. Yeah, the world's coming to an end. That's, <laughs> well, that's actually a very that's when that Scorpio leads. start seeing that those numbers. <laughs> That's a great uh, lead into this one, which um, Trying V Hard asked, is the world ending? Like, should we be prepping? Maybe your world's ending. I don't know. <laughs> Michelle's like, my world's just beginning. I feel great. <laughs> I can't. I don't, I don't know. know anyone else who's had such a good time during this period of I've, healing and resting and. I feel absolutely. Reconnecting. Divine. Yeah. Aligned. Aligned, I feel. I mean, if the world the world is ending, it's ending psychologically. It's like the, the psychological 
and social way of being is ending. And I feel like that's a that's a victory within itself mm. because we're supposed to it's a it's a it's the death of the ego. And so individually, the death of the ego is everybody. Everybody looks at that as like an awakening. But collectively, our egos need to die as well. So I think that's what that's what's happening. That's what we're experiencing right now. Yeah, there's it's a the, major untangling. Yeah, yeah, like the death, the death of our collective egos, um, of the collective ego is dying. And I'm like, hallelujah, thank God, thank God for that. Like the crack, you know, it's like crack, crack. It's the kind of like. Um, um, when a when a when a glass is uh, broken and it starts to like, you know, if you've ever broken a a, a windshield, like oh god, windshield. I got <laughs> I got uh, one time I was driving back from Pennsylvania and a tiny little stone hit my windshield and it lodged in there, created like a little hole. And I was driving. It was like a ten hour drive from Pennsylvania to Michigan. Yeah, and so it was raining. Mm-hmm. And it's storming, and so all this pressure, this outside, whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm watching throughout the whole drive, it start to splinter, yes, and just start crackling mm-hmm. along. That's what's happening. That's what is. That is what's happening. And I love it. It's yeah. so great. It's the greatest thing ever. What follows that? I I have no idea. Does death follow it? it what follows it is a three hundred dollar bill from a <laughs> Jiffy Lube <laughs> to fix the windshields. Right, I think I think when we get we get into the space of holding on to what was, that's when it feels like a real dying death. And I'm saying, just let go, mm. just let go, and accept that what whatever is happening is what's supposed to be happening. Let go, because you hold on to it, it is gonna feel like you're free falling into nothing. Yeah, I mean the world the world and first of all, if the world ends, if that asteroid hits. Or whatever shakes it to its core. I like to say when. <laughs> <laughs> I like to manifest it. <laughs> Positive thinking. When mm-hmm. inevitably something happens, mm-hmm. um, it won't matter if you prepped or not. It's it happening. Yeah, yeah. Or it's just Where you might as well. Go? You might as well watch the big wave come over top and just right. sit out in your deck and smoke a joint while where it's you, happening. Where are you gonna go? Like, what's your plan? I don't make any plans, honey. No. I make no plans. I just live and exist and, and move and flow with how everything's going. And I don't take it personally. I don't. I I, I feel my feelings. I'm all about that. But um, as soon as you start holding on to what was or what could have been or what you thought it was going to be, um, a big old asteroid comes in and just shatters your whole fucking world or or a body. You know what I'm saying? If we're going to talk about death, mm-hmm. how many, if we're talking it from the aspect of figuratively, how many suicides are you actually seeing on a daily basis that are just throwing themselves at your feet and saying, I, I, I'm dead. You can't revive me. And that relationships, jobs, oh, yeah. lifestyles. Everything that you, th- you thought you wanted at some point there's going to be a moment where there's your own little personal asteroid that yeah. hits and it breaks apart and splinters into ways that you can't account for. Right, right exactly. There is no prepping for that. No, unless, not at all. Unless the prepping is just more and more learning and grounding yourself and deconstructing your shit so that when it happens, you can flow with it Well, a I think this easier. is a great segue because you, you just moved from 36 to 37 and I... Oh. I... <laughs> remember when you turned 36... 
Yeah. And you ask for some advice. You know that scene in Sleeping Beauty where, uh, you know, what's her face? Shows up. Aurora. Well, shows up uh, Maleficent. Oh, Maleficent. Okay. Shows up on the baby's That's birthday. Yes. Or the birth. Yes. To like give a gift. Yeah, here for it. And this is what I would say was the equivalent of Michelle. <laughs> Showing up on my 36th birthday to be like, I have a gift for the child. To bestow upon. To bestow upon the child on her 16th birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she except it, her finger on a spinning yeah. wheel. It and was die. like it was like Michelle saying, Well, 36, ooh, you're gonna be depressed. <laughs> you're gonna be everything that you think you know. You gonna don't come know. barreling down on it's you. It's gonna come barreling down. So just hold steady. <laughs> just hold on because it's all gonna change. And I walked in thinking. Because I think you you asked that on Instagram. Yeah. And people were like giving you like Oh yeah, just do this. Uplifting posts. You know, don't worry too much about this. And Michelle was like, Nah. Oh, it's, it's all, all coming to apart. an end. <laughs> hold on tight, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> You're about to be destroyed. How was your, your 36th year of life? What were some of the things going through for you um, that led you to leave such a message on my doorstep <laughs> as you watched me from on high? Um, it was when I realized I didn't want to be married anymore. It was when I discovered that the way that I was doing things was never a service to me. I was suffering in ways that I kept repeating um, because of my fear of losing people or uh, upsetting people or being all of who I was. And it's, it's funny that it's funny speaking that way because I've, al- I've always been who I am. We always, we're not becoming who we are. We're not, you have these awakenings. It's not you becoming. It's literally you letting go mm. of the falsities that you've um, ingest- ingested to be a real experience. I wasn't having a very real experience. Everything that I was, the, all the experiences that I was having was catered from some, some element um, of this existence of, 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 of programming, conditioning, and making myself to believe like, oh, I am this person. When truthfully, the rawness of who I am, the core of who I am was always there. It was just masked with all these additional things that I had piled up. And when I was 36, like they were slowly already breaking away, but at 36, somehow they all just broke all at the same time and left me with this like, oh, here you are, like there you are. And then you feel like, it feels like a rebirth. And a rebirth meaning that you have to learn how to walk again. Painful. <laughs> you're, it's like opening your eyes for the first time into the right. light and you're like, what the fuck is right. this? That's exactly what it is. You're opening your eyes for the first time and you're seeing the world differently than the cocoon that you've been kind of cased in that of, of, of niceties and falsehoods and victimizing and all that stuff. And you realize you've been birthed through a canal and now you're like, oh, I'm wet and cold and I'm crying. <laughs> so, 
So that's really that's really what you have to look forward to at 36. Yeah. And I went into 36. There was a lot of change going into that year because mm-hmm. I left L.A. Mm-hmm. I'd come back home. I think L.A. left L.A. LA. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. had left me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was just completing the process of right. getting it out of my body, the detox, right. as I drove across the country. I had, you know, and even then I had an idea or a call, like a being pulled into a certain direction. And yeah. so I just, I went with it. Although I will say the move, leaving LA was the most intentional that I've been about a move in, mm-hmm. well, I shouldn't say intentional, but like the most, the most space I've given myself to not have to rush into it. Right. Because it was like December that I, w- I had... I made the decision. Yeah. Yeah. It was like there were things leading up to it, but it was December definitively where I asked myself the question if I was happy. Yeah. And the answer that came back was, I'm not, I'm not as happy as I could be. Mm -hmm. And immediately my mind said, well, then we got to do something. Yeah. And so I made the decision to move. But then I gave myself five or six months of buffer to just really close out what I needed to enjoy my time. You take your time because you get a moving, put it in storage and yeah, there's no, there's no rush. But because the thing is, as you know, now, um, no matter where you go, there you are. So it doesn't really matter where you're located. Right. So that's why you should, that's why you can take your time because you have an understanding of this is a a process of Mm. (laughs) moving from one space to another. And I, that's figuratively speaking. You're moving from one space to another, not realizing that on the surface, what that looks like is just moving house. But essentially, mm-hmm. you really are kind of detaching from that self and moving into a new self yeah, at the same time. And sometimes moving into that new self is, uh, you know, um, feeling that pain of it. Is, is Feeling pain is not a bad thing. Um, it's actually, it's actually, um, healing is not fun. No. There's nothing fun about it. <laughs> I, There's <laughs> nothing fun about it except... I forget that sometimes. I'm always, sometimes I'm like, healing, I envision it in a different way. And then in moments where I've been like, I'm he- like the, the experience of healing versus what I imagine it would be is in conflict. There's always someone to point out, but that's what healing is. Right. Healing is not comfortable. No, healing I, is not feel good. No, it doesn't. Like you think about if you're like wounded, like an actual mm-hmm. acute wound, like breaking your arm or getting a scab or a, a cut or deep cut or something like that. The process Ugh, of like cleaning something out and like you get stiff, it gets inflamed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it might get infected. Sometimes it scars. Sometimes it scars and then it itches. And there's so many things going on while it's in the healing stage that you're feeling everything that's going on. And sometimes you didn't set it correctly, so you got to re-break it right. to get it back in the space and go through the process right. again. Right. So that's essentially, if you can look at life like that, you start to see all the, all the messages that nature is giving you. It's like you, you have no fucking control and you, mm-hmm. you don't know if it's going to do, you know, even a doctor can say to you, oh, you, you should be well again in six weeks. Six weeks come and go and you're no better. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you're not getting better. It just means that... You know, on a timetable yeah, that's just been that's decided. What it, that's what it means. And time is relative because... Um, as I said today in a post that I made, I was I, I was talking to um, my boyfriend. <laughs> oh yeah, I we'll was, fill them in. Don't I, worry. <laughs> I was talking to my boyfriend and I said, 
you know, time is just so that we can recall. It's just, it's just retrospective. That's all it is. It's not meant for us to stay there and live there. So when I think about time, it's just something that passes. I don't go back in time and tell a story and relive it through um, the experience as as opposed to I'm just telling you a story. It's almost like it didn't even happen to me. Mm. So that's why I'm able to move on so quickly because I, I, I'm like, I had my experience, I felt my things, and now I'm in a different space. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, there's no point in staying in it emotionally because I'm not even the same person I was. Right. So I wouldn't even I wouldn't even do it in that way. Right. But exactly. I can't look, if I look at it like that, what am I gonna sit and judge myself and critique right. myself over something that I had to do at that moment right. as a person that I was? Right, right. That's what you do. It just is what it is, and you then it's over. Your, you were loving yourself in the best way you could, in the only like way getting that you the knew fuck out. To, and you're like, I gotta go. I did. And that's it. And then I followed that track. I, it was so odd. I mean, it was beautiful. It was a really it was it was a very spiritual experience I would say leaving LA yeah because I went back the path essentially that I took there 10 years ago yeah and so it was like me getting there at 26 versus me leaving at 36 a completely different person and it feels like it happened in the blink of an eye but also I lived so many fucking lives but but think about that from a movie um, aspect I always think about it from a movie (laughs) aspect. that's what I'm saying what I'm saying is that's a beautiful story and it's not a coincidence. No. Do you know what I'm saying? That's a coming of... Oh, we're all living in our own coming of age story. Yeah. So that's how I look at things. Every single moment that happens in my life, as I'm feeling the feeling, once I've felt the feeling and I'm in it, I look at it from a spectator's standpoint, an audience member of like, man, this would have been a good scene in a movie. Been a great scene. You know I what I mean? went there with someone I left alone. Right, right. And then, you know, you've... you've you don't get upset when someone breaks up with you via email. You know what I'm saying? You don't. You don't get upset about that. No, no. You just you just experience the thing. Yeah, there's the chapter. And then yeah, and that's it. That's where the camera pans out. Right. Cut and, scene. And what are you gonna do about it in this movie? Are you going to overcome? Is are you gonna? Is that gonna? It's kind of like uh, what are the, what the that spoof that's going around those these people that are are reenacting like '90s movies where it's like I'm gonna open a bakery and oh and yeah stri- oh that guy that's doing the like the yeah. Lifetime movies and right yeah, yeah. right you have this montage of like all these moments yeah of like something <laughs> devastating happening and then all of a sudden there's a montage of the person like rolling up their sleeves and now I'm gonna bake because mm-hmm. this you know. This situation. Pushing the sweat off their brow (laughs) and just like looking up. Right. Mm -hmm. Now I can become this person that I've always wanted to become. And I'm saying that's a victory. That's a victory. And and people can either look at it from a sad perspective, a victimized Mm -hmm. perspective of, oh, it took me this long to get here or, or that it's. It's I had to do that because I had no other choice because this person left me or this per, or this situation, you know, and I just refuse to look at it that way. And I feel like 36 is just a poignant time where if you are continuing to look at something from a victim place, 36 is the number Dude. where you have a choice to make now. Either you're going to stay there or you're going to do something different. And now that, I mean, I'm what, I don't know, almost two weeks away from being 41, I got to tell you, I, the in the ways that I 
only focus on what brings me joy and give life life to what brings me joy. It is, I, it, it's a talent. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know, know how to exist in spaces where I used to exist before. Um, nothing bothers me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I'm, I'm doing what I want to do regardless of how anyone feels about that. And, and I'm always giving you back the ball. I'm literally like, I don't know. That's not mine. It's not even like, I don't want this. I'm, I'm saying, oh no, I've, <laughs> I throw that back. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like a matter of like, um, it's literally like playing catch. It's like, I'm going to throw this at you. Oh, I'm going to give it back to you. I don't want that. <laughs> this isn't the game that I yeah, want to play I don't today. want that. I don't want that. And I don't want that either. Don't want that either. <laughs> and if that doesn't work for you, you can go play with someone else. Yeah. You know what I'm don't saying? Don't worry, there are others. Yeah, there are other people. Other people will come and go. And so um, it's just a new perspective every single time. And at 40, by the time you're in your 40s, and I'm in the beginning stages of my 40s, um, I don't know what's to come. But what I do know is that anyone who's in my space, it's going to be an interesting ride for them as well. <laughs> because I, I'm unmoved. I'm, yeah. I'm unmoved Dude. in settling in a, someone else's story. I don't, I don't, I, I don't do that yeah. anymore. And so when someone wants to leave or walk away, I'm just like, okay, bye. Have fun, bitch.